Omega, it's Hera. You have to come back to Ryloth. Isn't she the kid from the weapons drop? Hera? The Empire's taken my parents, and they are after me now, too. I'm sending coordinates. Please hurry. I need your help. You gave her our comm channel. For emergencies, and that sounded pretty urgent. We have to go. Vartigar, welcome to the 73rd Probe Droid Poppin' episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. We are so happy that you're here, old, new listeners alike, welcome aboard. It's Bad Batch Friday, and we are pumped. We are pumped to talk about this one today. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media, at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, mandovisiontom at gmail.com. For all the scathing diatribes you want to send in my way, I want to read them. I want to, I want to see them. I want to be part of them in some special, special way. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. And if possible, or so inclined, sweet, 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 five-star reviews. The best way to help small shows like us stand out, defeat the algorithm, punch it right in the side of its head. We can't wait. We can't wait to read them on the show. It's going to be so much fun. Alright, like I said, it's Bad Batch Friday, and we are dying to get into this one. We're here at Season 1, Episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth. Original air date, July 16th, 2021. This week's episode is directed by Nathaniel Villanueva, written once again by uh, Jennifer Corbett, story editor Matt Mishnevitz. Our plot, it's pretty simple. It's the rescue on Ryloth. We talked about it last week. We were pretty confident in stating Harrison Dula would be making a phone call. Well, not a phone call. Which she'd be placing the call, this uh, call for help to the friend she just made, Omega, and that's exactly what happens in this episode. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fun with this one. And I don't know. I, again, like I said, you know, we sort of knew this was what was coming, but I thought this episode was very, very fantastic. And of course, the. Uh, you can't do a fantastic animated series without, without a fantastic voice cast, and that's exactly what we have for you today. We have Dee Bradley Baker as the Bad Batch, Captain Hauser, and the uh, various clone troopers. Michelle Ang is Omega. Robin Atkins Down returns as Sham Syndulla. Fairleth Young is Ilani Syndulla. Tina Huang is ESO2. Ness Batista, ESO3. Taheli Hall, ESO4. Corey Burton is Gobi Glee. Vanessa Marshall is Hera Syndulla. Nashir Dalal, Vice Admiral Rampart, and Chopper is, of course, played by Chopper. Those are the vital statistics you need for this week's episode. And otherwise, we're just going to dive into it because I don't have a lot of other stuff to talk to you about. There wasn't a lot of Star Wars news as we get into. Uh, I think the only other thing that I gleaned Star Wars-wise was that uh, the, the, the animated Vision series from the, from the anime creators uh, will take place both before and after the, the, the Skywalker trilogies. And uh, that's exciting, and, and uh, 
very interesting, but I don't think it's anything that uh, we need to do a deep dive on. <laughs> Maybe not necessarily. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about that series coming up. But in the meantime, we got we got the Bad Batch, and we're hitting into the home stretch here. After this week's episode, four episodes left in the, in the season. I assume there'll be multiple seasons of the Bad Batch, though that has not been confirmed just yet. So let's do it. Let's get into it. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Perhaps the situation is not as dire as described. Children often overreact. No, we don't. You heard her. She needs us. Omega, it's a big galaxy. We can't put ourselves on the line every time someone's in trouble. Why not? Isn't that what soldiers do? Oh, the look that Hunter gives to Omega after she says that and asks that question to him. Oh boy, oh boy. What a fun episode this one was. You know, I've been on board, you know, even for some of the episodes that have a little bit of a, uh, um, that have been criticized more heavily. I've been on board. And I think an episode like we get today is is the reward for the for those of us who have been patient with the series and and who have gone along for the ride, no matter what happens. Uh, you know, you know, you know. A lot of the criticisms had it being about like the Bad Batch. It just felt like they were all on side missions. It was all like they were side questing right now, of avoiding the main quest. You know, earning experience points and getting money. And you know, when you play an RPG, that's sometimes that's that's what you have to do in order to progress in the main campaign. So and you know. Give them, give them a little bit of credit here. It makes a little bit of sense that they were, again, laying low, avoiding the Empire, trying to figure out where they fit in this new dynamic in the galaxy. And, of course, they had Omega, and they had to figure out where she fits with them. They obviously care for and, and want to protect Omega, but it's not as easy as just laying low for the rest of their lives. Like They're being drawn into the galactic conflict, whether they want it or not, because the galaxy's been turned upside down. And, and in this episode, I think they begin to realize that uh, they're not going to be able to to sit on the sidelines here. And it's it's Omega is the one who drags them to that realization, drags Hunter particularly to that realization that uh, they're, they're, they're going to have to be involved in things. And, and again, Hunter and the Batch are very reluctant, but it's, it's uh, due to Omega and Harrison Dula that a, a plan is formed, the Bad Batch enacts it, and and a successful mission is achieved. Spoiler alert. We, you know, let's just cut to the end right there. Uh, but that's what I think is really great about this episode because a lot of the ele those elements come together. A lot of the things that that some fans have complained about as being slow or you know not having enough focus on the, on the on the team itself. Uh, that this episode brings it all together in a way where we see Omega's role come to come to the come to the fore come to the front you know she is is sort of a, beginning to assert herself in the batch she is, is starting to find her place and find her confidence find her voice and she's not being shy about expressing that and getting that out there and again she makes compelling arguments like hunter is forced to listen the batch is forced to listen to what she is saying and then again uh, it, the same thing for for hera as, as Hera begins to show her leadership qualities, things that she must have learned watching her father lead the resistance against the separatists. Uh, these are skills that she is now going to pick up on and to continue to, to develop uh, in, in her joining the Rebe Rebel Alliance. Uh, so really great things happening for those two characters in particular. But for the point of our series, there, we, now, we now may have the team's dynamic figured out a little bit better moving forward and obviously the, you know the big the big 
revelation, the big, not a revelation, but the big turning point is at the end of this episode when Vice Admiral Rampart uh, decides that, that the Bad Batch, it's time for them to be dealt with. Clone Force 99 must be dealt with, and he is dispatching Hunter, or not, he's dispatching Crosshair to hunt them down. And that's going to rocket us into those final four episodes, and it's so very, very exciting. But yeah, let's go ahead and check out where we are with this episode, because um, there's a lot in here. Again, it, much like last week's episode, you know, a lot of dense layering going on here, as, as we see the political turmoil, the upheaval of the galaxy, and, and the, the, new, the new order, basically, that, that the Empire is trying to bring up to the galaxy as it's rooting out uh, potential insurgents before they can even do anything, it, but specifically the Syndulas in this episode. So yeah, a lot to get into. Um, and as we talked about before in last week's episode, you know, you, you could sort of see it with Captain Hauser, how some of the things that were going on, you know, he didn't seem to be like 100% on board. He had, a, he had a certain loyalty and it seemed to be a certain amount of respect for the Syndulas and for Champ Syndulla in particular. And you can see that, that what happened at the end of last week's episode is weighing on him. And as Rampart is uh, just talking, chatting, it's not an interrogation scene by any means. He's sort of taunting the Sindulas from one side of the foreskin of their, of their prison cell. Uh, again, you see it across Hauser's face. He is uh, uncomfortable with what's happening now. And that uh, the next scene I want to play for you now is, is uh, Hauser beginning to express that to Rampart and, and Rampart's reaction to Hauser sort of uh, stepping out of line. And then I want to kind of talk a little bit more about Hauser and his situation on the other side. Check it out now. Scour the entire planet if you have to. I want all of Syndulla's sympathizers found and arrested. Sir, the people are not insurgents. We have no cause to arrest them. They're supporting a menace. Syndulla's forces attacked our transport and shot Senator Tatar. I was there. That blast didn't come from Cham or his fighters. Is that so? Then please enlighten me. Who is responsible? I... don't know, sir. Leave the thinking to me, Captain. You have your orders. So it would appear that Hauser uh, is the first clone trooper that we're seeing uh, begin to question orders and, and to question... Uh, what the Empire is doing. And, and, you know, that's something that I think is very interesting because, you know, all these clones have had their chips activated. And so we, we've kind of wondered, like, what the limitations were to that. Uh, what did that mean as far as day-to-day -day operations for, for a, a clone? Uh, now, we don't know the story with Hauser. I mean, you see on his face, he's received some damage uh, from combat. So maybe something happened to his inhibitor chip and maybe... Uh, it's damaged in some way, so he's able to think more independently than others. Uh, but it's it's something to consider, you know, if the if that ship has a lifespan, or uh, if 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 after a certain amount of time, like you know, if you were, are actively engaged in resisting it, you know, perhaps you can overpower it. Uh, it it's it's something that I don't know if we'll get an explanation for or more exploration on. Uh, but it's something fun to consider. Especially because there are still so many clone troopers in active service in the Empire. And you would have to imagine that Hauser's not the only one that feels this way. Obviously, Rex is out there, though he has had his chip removed. So you, we, we, we want to see 
what happens with the chip situation, how that's going to progress, how that's going to evolve over the course of the series. Uh, because at some point, you, you, you would imagine the Batch will try to start... And maybe this will be something that we get back to with Rex. So whether it's Rex or the Batch themselves, you would imagine they're going to try and rescue as many of their brothers as possible and, and remove the chip from them so they can make their own choices again. Uh, so, so Hauser's an interesting uh, um, sort of example of uh, uh, the limitations of that chip and exploring that option. I, w- I want to see more about that. I'm very curious about that. And I like that Hauser seemed to still have his, his conscience about things and, and was not, did not, um, I mean, he hesitated, let's be honest. I mean, he let everything happen from the last episode. But eventually he does, he does step up and call out Rampart for, for what he believes is wrong, what he saw was wrong in the lies that Rampart is apparently spinning for his, to, for his narrative, you know, for it to be believed. And, and that comes into play later on as Rampart's addressing the people and how, you know, Sindula is the one responsible for the assassination attempt on Orn Freyta. Now, I'm curious about that because he keeps seeing assassination attempt He's obviously spinning a narrative, but he tells the people that, that Ta is recovering. Ta took a blast to the head. I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that Orn Free Ta is dead. <laughs> but, you know, maybe... Um, maybe not. I, it's hard to... I, you know, we don't see Ta in this episode. I assume he's dead. <laughs> they took his body away. I, he seemed pretty dead to me. But I, I, I'm curious again. You know, Rampart has a narrative... I'm curious how much more there is to it than just that. So, so again, interesting parts to consider for the episode. Uh, and just to kind of put a bow on Hauser's uh, story arc for the episode, you know, at the end, when he makes the decision to, to help the Bad Batch and help the Sandulas escape, uh, he, that he's going to go out there and confront his troopers because he wants to give them the choice to make the same decision that he's making, is that the Empire is wrong and that they must oppose this. Um, I was surprised that Crosshair didn't just put one right in his chest and call it a day when, when he was trying to get his, to rally his, his brothers to uh, uh, stop their, their support of the, this imperial plan of arresting the Sandulas. I was really surprised that Crosshair didn't, didn't just put one right in his chest. And, and boom, that's that. And uh, nope, nope. No, he allows, Crosshair allows uh, Hauser and the, and, the, and the clones who go with him to surrender. Uh, so... I think you you have to wonder at the same time is is Crosshair has he crossed the line is he beyond redemption at this point I don't know if he had shot the Hauser in cold blood I might have thought so you know he's done some cold things but I think we also want to believe that uh, that uh, that Crosshair has a chance to come back to the batch to Clone Force ninety nine to his actual brothers well actual brothers you know what, you know what I mean and you know to his actual family if you want to get real specific about it and, and be part of that once again. But, it, it you know, we have to... And that's going to be something explored in these next, these, these next bunch of episodes. You mark my words about that. It's going to be a lot of fun to kind of see how this all shakes out with Crosshair here in Season 1. You know, but if by the end, does he come back to the Batch? Or are they still at odds, you know, for a, a bigger chunk of this of this series? I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing more about that. Um, another element of this episode we have to talk about is is their plan, the plan that Hera and Omega hatch. You know, the the batch is they're reticent to get to get too involved here. They 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 don't want to promise Hera that they can liberate her her parents. 
Um, they have to scope out the situation, and they have to come up with a plan. So the batch goes to do a little recon on the town, and and we see that you know the the, the light bridge has been retracted, so everyone's there. You have to be able to storm it from from a, another location. Um, a great sequence here where a, a probe droid is lurking around, spots the batch. Hunter steps away, and then we just see him crashing down on the probe droid and and just ramming his knife into its its big ocular uh, device, the big giant red eye, basically, of the Imperial probe droid. And I thought that was a great sequence. I really, really enjoyed that quite a bit. That was a lot of fun to check out. And, you know, him kind of riding that probe droid back to the surface and crashing on top of it. Uh, I thought that was really, really cool. But, of course, by that point, that probe droid has relayed the information. Rampart, Crosshair, they're all aware that the batch is there. And more importantly, the batch is also aware that Crosshair is there. So that's something that they have to keep in mind, too. And, you know, Clone Force 99 is going to move... They are really reluctant to to take this on. You know, they they've been trying to keep their heads down. They've been trying to keep Omega safe. You know, obviously there's the bounty hunter situation. You know, so the more they pop their head above the surface, the more likely it's going to attract you know Fennec Shand and and bounty hunters across the galaxy to to come after her and into you know more Cad Bane perhaps. You know, it, whoever else. I mean, maybe like I said, we talked about it before. Maybe Boba Fett pops his head into the circle of bounty hunters coming after Omega as well, which would be very, very interesting. Though Boba's still fairly young, don't get me wrong, but it, would it shock anyone at this point to see more Boba Fett? Probably not. It would actually make a ton of sense. So yeah, I'm very interested in that. But yeah, uh, excuse me. Back going back to what I was trying to say before I got off on a little side tangent there. Uh, the batches is not convinced they can pull this off. It's not until Hera and Omega come up with a plan that is viable, that is feasible, and it involves this Imperial refinery that we met, or that we were introduced to last week. One of these big selling points the Empire is pushing for the for the Twi'lek people is that, hey, we got this, ref- we put this refinery here, now we have all these jobs for you to go to, and it's going to be rad. It's going to help redevelop Ryloth and put you guys on the, on the on the Imperial trading map and all this good stuff, and that's going to be the target. That's going to be what Hera and Omega plan to hit in order to draw away the Imperials from the city. Once those Imperials are drawn away from the city, uh, it, it's uh, I believe it is Echo and Hunter who are going to break in, free the Syndulas, and make their escape while all the Imperials are back at the refinery attempting to, to stop uh, whatever Wrecker and Tech are up to as far as launching an attack against the refinery and, and destroying Precious, precious Imperial property. The Imperial refinery on the outskirts. I've been spying on their activity. I know their routine. If we attack there, reinforcements will be diverted from the capital. We can use that distraction to rescue Hera's parents. Any heavy defenses at the refinery? Five perimeter cannons, but they are unmanned. Auto cannons are extremely vulnerable. Where is the control console? Right inside the main gate. It is heavily guarded, but Chopper can slip inside with the other droids and disable the cannons. All right, you two go with Chopper as backup, but at a distance. Really? really? <laughs> By themselves. Tech, Rekka, wait until those cannons are down and move in. Echo and I will scale the capital wall and free Harris' parents. I guess we'll follow your lead. So there's where we see the power dynamic shift a little bit, which is, again, really exciting. The, the Batch can go back to soldiering, and they're trusting Hera and Omega's plan. So 
everyone seems to be finding their role in the in the team, in the unit, in the family. And and now we appear to be clicking on, on all cylinders, which I think is the really the biggest step for the show in this episode is that that dynamic seems to be figured out. Now again, Hera's not part of this moving forward. She's our special guest star of the week. But we're seeing a vital part of her development as well when for when we get to Rebels in the, in the timeline, which is not too far off for her. So these are important steps. And, of course, action ensues. Lots of great fun stuff with, with the Batch, with the attack on the refinery, Crosshair figuring out the Bad Batch's plan, which is a scene we'll probably be playing in, in a little bit. Um, and, of course, you know, we again, we are, I don't want to go back to Hauser already, but we did, during that sequence, there is a bat, or right before that sequence, is when Hauser goes to, and attempts to, uh, I don't know, like assuage his guilt to the Syndulas, and they're not having any of it. They're not having it at all, which I think helps seal the deal for him to make the decision that he makes later in the episode to, to support them and help them, a, or to aid them in their escape attempts. So, yeah, solid stuff there. And, I, again, I like the development here, and, and Hunter... Very much learning the lessons from the, these prior episodes, um, that Omega's going to get involved. Omega doesn't want to be sidelined. She's part of the team. She has a, a a role to play, a responsibility, and he's trusting her with it. He's going to allow her in the field to to hopefully follow his his uh his uh suggestion that she stay far away, though she, Though her and Hera both have to get in the mix because the plan does go awry. Chopper gets detected, which is a pretty funny sequence with him uh, frying that R2 unit and, and trying to take over the controls of the weapon systems. Uh, so they have to hijack a ship. And, and, you know, Hera's not the pilot that we know her to be just yet, so it's a little rough, but they get some stuff done in Omega and Hera on their own, having, some, having a good time making the plan work. And that's when Wrecker and tech are able to fly in there with their ship destroy the turrets and and begin causing general chaos uh, for the imperial forces and again at back at, at the city that's where we see imperial forces being pulled away as we watch wrecker excuse me as we watch echo and hunter scale the walls of the city and a fun sequence with uh, a clone trooper at the top of the wall looking down and seeing echo and Echo's uh, asking, you know, little help here. And that's when Hunter gets the guy from behind. Uh, really funny sequence. Really enjoyable. Good stuff in this episode. Like I said, if you're not delighted with this episode, I don't know what you've been doing. <laughs> Stop. The Admiral said to protect the refinery. That's not their target. Then why are they attacking it? Crosshair's watching all the ships peel away from the base. That's when he's putting it together. Yeah, he doesn't say, but that's when Crosshair knows that, that something is up. And we should mention a little bit more about Crosshair in this episode, too. You see uh, on the side of his head some serious battle damage that he received. Uh, I'm assuming this is from Braca when uh, the Republic Cruiser engines were turned on. And he got damaged pretty badly in that fight. We saw his head wrapped up at the beginning of the next episode after after that as the Batch is escaping from Braca. Uh, so, yeah, he's taking his lumps uh, for the Empire early on here. 
but it was interesting to get to sort of see again. Like they, they, uh, you know, the back deck tank can only do so much. But yeah, interesting to see that that battle damage on the side of his head. I, again, you you have to notice that. That's uh, interesting stuff right there. And yeah, that's where we end up with that. All right, so I do want to play Hauser's uh, speech here. This is right as he's coming out the doors. The Imperial forces are waiting to apprehend Clone Force 99 and the Sandulas in their attempted escape. But instead, it is Hauser, and he's about to address the troops here. Brothers, what are we doing? We came here to free Ryloth from Separatist control, and we succeeded. But look around you. We're now being ordered to target the very people we swore to protect, and I will not be a part of it any longer. Who will stand with me? Several other clone troopers dropping their arms and their shields. And it's at this point when I thought for sure that Crosshair was going to put one in his chest. Arrest those traitors. Instead, it's just an arrest. But still, really good, really good, good stuff there. Now we're gonna get to the scene. I want to play uh, the sequence where the Sandulas reunite. Here's the payment Hera promised. Keep it. You'll need it. These occupations are happening on other planets besides Ryloth. I hope to have fought my last war, but our people need us now more than ever. We must organize. Well, that's not something we can help with, General. I have my own people to look out for. If a war is coming, it will be their fight as much as ours. Come along, Hera. Tech showed me how to scramble a ship's signature. We will soon see how well it works. It is time for us to go. This is when Omega and Hera have to say goodbye. And it's it's emotional. Omega doesn't have a lot of friends, especially friends like roughly her own age. So really cool sequence. I, I like this. I like how these two have bonded and connected over the last two episodes. Really, really neat stuff. And again, Star Wars is at its best when there's an emotional core. And that's what this episode's given us. Well, co-pilot, we didn't do too bad. Do you have to go? For now. But I'm sure I'll see you around. And keep an eye on your brothers. They need it. I will. Thanks for believing in me. Alright, so we had that nice, touching, emotional moment between Omega and Hera. As, as Hera and the Sindula family uh, plan to depart Ryloth. They have to go into hiding, plan their resistance, the next phase of resisting, going from resisting the Separatists to resisting the Empire. Oh, those Sandulas, they are always, always fighting for something. And that's, we're so glad that they are. And we thank them for their service. Let's shift back to the Empire. We got to talk about what happens here at the end, uh, because this is the turning point. This is going to be the driving force for these final four episodes, I would imagine. So I'm really excited about this. We're going to catch back up with with Vice Admiral Rampart. He's surveying the scene at the at the... Very, very damaged and exploded <laughs> Imperial refinery. And uh, Crosshair is about to check in with his report. Here we go. It would seem I underestimated your four friends. If only they were fighting for us instead of against us. 
Request permission to hunt them down. <laughs> Granted. And there we go. And that's where we leave it for this week, as Crosshair is about to go on the hunt. And I couldn't be more excited for what's coming next. Again, we're we're kicking off the final four episodes begin. And I would imagine the the tension, the drama, the suspense will only escalate as we get closer and closer to that season one finale. And it's going to be a real hoot. It's going to be a real blast. Um, again, I enjoyed the crap out of this episode. <laughs> enjoyed the crap. Not great English. I apologize. You know, I could express myself better than that. But I really did enjoy this episode uh, very fully. I was I was engrossed from the moment it began. And I, I hope you were too. This is an easy eight and a half. And and I love everything that is set into place uh, going forward for not only for the Sandulas but for the Batch and for Omega. And I love that we potentially have the dynamic for the team figured out now. You know, Omega is going to help with strategizing and, and kind of become a, a def- almost like a leader in in essence in, in deploying the Batch in the ways that's most efficient and effective to achieving the goals that will now be basically survival. Uh, if if Crosshair is going to bring the weight of the Empire to bear against them they're going to need all the help they can get with strategy so i'm really really excited to see what happens next and uh, i think i think the tension only gets ratcheted up to the next level from here on out and it's i'm really really excited about that all right so that's going to do it for bad batch friday i hope you have had as much fun as i have today and i can't wait to do it again with you all next friday so please stick around come back on fridays for bad batch friday and you know what happens on Monday? We're doing our Clone Wars rewatch series on Mondays. We're right now we're in the thick of the Mandalore trilogy from season two, and a Voyage of Temptation drops on Monday this week. So get get ready for that, because it's been a hoot to watch that again and check back in with Duchess Satine and our good friend Obi Wan Kenobi, the Negotiator. Anyways, <laughs> so that's what we got going on on Mandavision. Uh, if you're listening, if you're kind enough to listen to my other podcast the tomcast podcast where we talk about everything else going on in the world of pop culture uh you will know that we just finished up our uh episode by episode breakdown and reviews of loki on disney plus and that was a lot of a lot of fun a lot of excitement stuff a lot of exciting stuff going on there uh, if you haven't checked those out please by all means take a look take a listen see what you think and uh on monday this coming monday we, we will be dropping a review for black widow I'm very excited to talk about that movie as well. So hopefully you've all had a chance to check it out, see that movie, and, and gather your thoughts. Um, our review for it is unique, uh, as opposed to the way we kind of break down shows, the episodes of Star Wars, you know, where we're very chronological. We kind of go in a, in a linear fashion with it. We, we kind of jump all over the place with uh, with our Black Widow review, but that, that's sort of the dice you roll when you have a guest on and... You know, you give them free reign to talk about things that they want to talk about, and that's okay. It makes it, it makes it a fun, lively conversation. So I hope you'll just check it out and and uh, enjoy the heck out of it. And it is spoiler-filled, so again, make sure you've watched Black Widow. But that's going on in the TomCast podcast dropping on Monday. All right. This is this is the Mandavision podcast, though. My name is Tom, Nargai Tom. And I thank you once again for listening. Old listeners, new listeners, and everyone in between, thank you for coming back week after week. It means the world to me. And I'm so glad we are here to talk about Star Wars together. So please reach out, engage with me on social media, at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. 
uh, please make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, if possible or so inclined. Sweet five-star reviews help us defeat the algorithm. And that's so very, very important. We are on all your favorite podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Audible, Amazon, and so many, many more. And if we're not on something, please let me know. You know what? It's going to be a bumpy weekend. Uh, Keep your buckets strapped on. Stay safe out there. And we'll check back in on Monday with you. Have a great weekend, Bucketheads. See you soon. Remember, this podcast only ends one way. And this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.